We must constantly look at things in a different way. The Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast was created by two physical therapists out of the desire to learn more about the different educational roles in physical therapy and healthcare and how healthcare education works by talking with educational leaders and people with different perspectives within physical therapy and across interdisciplinary lines on how education can be improved to disrupt the status quo of healthcare education. This is our journey and thanks for listening. Are you a third-year physical therapy student that excels on tests when you have study guides, checklists, and deadlines? With all of the information available about how to prepare for the NPTE, it's easy to get disorganized and not feel prepared going into the big day. NPTE Prep Success is an online course that provides PT students easy-to-use study guides and step-by-step guidance through the NPTE preparation. To learn more, visit kylericeprep.com. Thank you again all for your continued support. And now for the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Field, and I have with us a returning guest, this time for a little bit different conversation. Last time we had Dr. Patrick Berner on, he was talking all about how he was able to combine his love for physical therapy and his love for all things nutrition, and he has become a registered dietitian now. And we are actually looking at the new initiative that he's working on, PT in the Community. Patrick, tell us a little bit about your academic journey, how it led you to where you are today, and uh, then we'll jump right into it. Oh, man, that's a a good starting point. So I I guess my academia degree, you know, and kind of my professional journey started with, you know, the underlying passion of trying to reduce risk of chronic disease. That's kind of always been my end goal, right, and really combining movement and nutrition to accomplish that, right? So that's kind of what I do professionally, but then also what I've transitioned into academia to educate other students and how to do that professionally in the field. And a big part of, you know, uh, influencing a person's overall health, right, is looking at their environment and really getting into their community, right, and, and bringing our skills and our expertise and our knowledge into the community to help influence the health of that community, right? So that's kind of where, you know, the professional hats have kind of lended into this initiative of really trying to encourage clinicians, students, educators, right, within the field of physical therapy to bring physical therapy into their community and influence that community's health and its outcomes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting that, you know, we as physical therapists consider ourselves movement experts, you know, and then we go to these conferences year over year, and we're sitting in a conference room all day, sitting there learning and taking it in passively, you know, and it's funny to, to talk about it now. Let's talk a little bit about PT in the community and how that all started, because that really was an initiative to kind of try to change those, those methods and really uh, in, involve ourselves in the community that we're at for that conference. So tell us a little bit about that organization. That origin story. Absolutely. So it actually started with you, F. Scott, and it was you and, and Jerry Durham as well. And it was CSM in New Orleans, which was a few years ago. And it, it kind of just what came out of conversation between us and others of, of the built up frustration of the fact that, you know, we get tens of thousands of, of therapists and students and, and that go into a city, right? And, and they descend on a conference center and they stay within those two to three blocks where their hotels are, et cetera. And, but they don't get into the community, right? They, they cause all this ruckus when you bring in, you know, that many people into a city, but not really going into the communities that, that thrive within that city and that need help within that city, 
so that first year, you know, it was like I said, you and I and Jerry had met up with another clinicians that, that was local to, to New Orleans, uh, even though ironically, that's where I'm originally from. And we went to a, a fundraiser, you know, it was a, it was a chili cook-off that was raising funds for a local school. So we, we purchased tickets, we went in, we drank, we ate, we danced with the locals and, and we had a good time. In that instant, it, it just clicked that, you know, if there was a way that we could continue doing something like this every year, I think we could really make more of an impact. And it would be physical therapists are coming to town for a conference, but they're coming to town they're, that they're actually going to help us while they're here and really try and also create something that's sustainable that sticks around after we leave. Yeah, that uh, that first year was a whole lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. And I'm glad that, you know, you've been able to take it and kind of bolster it and really grow it to what it is now and what it's what it's becoming, especially given some of the obstacles that we've had over the last year or so, uh, or even two years, right? So uh, tell us a little bit about the overall outlook now of what PT in the community has kind of become and really what the goal is and, and how we're accomplishing that, how, how you've been able to set the boundary and the roadmap for what it's going to look like. Yeah, so to... Before I get to that, just to give a little bit more of the history, right? After that, New Orleans uh, coming into uh, D.C., and, you know, we knew we wanted to do something very similar, get out into the community. And at that time, you know, colleagues that we were talking about, we decided we wanted to, you know, really uh, help out the homeless population in D.C., right? So it was just, it's probably about 10 or 12 of us that pulled together some funds. I think it ended up being like, I don't know, 350 bucks. And we ordered some stuff on Amazon and we put together, uh, maybe like 35 care packages. And we walked DC, right around the convention center, but really kind of more, maybe a half a mile radius around and, and handed out care packages to the homeless, right? Had conversations, ended up buying food, coffee, other things, and just kind of, you know, hanging out because they're people just like us. So that was DC. And then when we trailed into Denver, right, that's when things kind of really um, started to take off. And it was having uh, the conversations with the right people at the right time, I think, is what kind of helped propel that forward. But Denver ended up being, you know, raising over $7,000. Funding went to local homeless shelters where we, again, put together care packages. I think we ended up putting in about 320 bags, right, with things like gloves, socks, toothpaste, toothbrush, combs, hand sanitizer, which right now is a you know hot commodity, uh, first aid kits, all kinds of things we put in the bags and brought those to the homeless shelter. And then we had local Denver public schools, right, and targeting more so the schools that are underserved, that, that their funding is not very good, especially within their physical education departments, contacted those, those teachers. What do you need? We had some school, you know, one teacher, I think it was a fifth grade class. He's like, I'd really love to have some type of heart rate monitor that I can teach my kids, you know, what physical activity does to the heart. Well, that's cool. I had funding to get 25 heart rate monitors for that school. And then we bought equipment in school and, su and supplies for I think about five or six other schools as well. Um, but then during CSM, right, when we had boots on the ground, we had breakfast and lunch. We had volunteers that went out to the schools. And, but it was also designed that, you know, those fundings were created to where when we left 
things could be supported and sustained, but then COVID hit. Yeah, that that really threw a wrench in things. So I'm I'm curious now, you know, which direction you're heading now going to a virtual CSM. What is what is it looking like now? What is PT in the community looking like now? How are we having to pivot and change things to to still make an impact on the city that we would have had it in? Yeah. So what we've kind of transitioned in is trying to find a way to bring PT into everyone's local community, right? So because of CSM being totally virtual, we're not descending upon one city. Clinicians are staying home and it kind of gives an opportunity for those clinicians to reflect and see how they can help their own community. So what we've come up with is kind of the PT in the community challenge, right? Because physical therapists are competitive. We love a challenge. And what it is, is the challenge is designed that teams of five are set up. So you have a team of five, it can be local clinicians, or it can be clinicians from all over the country, right? Just five of them that come together and that team plays for some sort of initiative. So one team that had signed up earlier today, I think they collectively decided they were going to play for Meals on Wheels. That's what they selected to play for. And, and they kind of outlined that the funds that they would win, you know, they would support the Meals on Wheels in their community. But all five clinicians were from totally different states across the country. But what it is, is, you know, the four weeks of February, each week has a different challenge. And those challenges have themes. And the themes are kind of built to where it starts with a little self-reflection of, of the participant. And then it kind of grows out, right, into looking at the health of the community, looking at how to intervene within that community, and then at the end, trying to come together with some type of collective message, which is, is designed to coincide fairly well with APTA's physical activity campaign uh, that launches at the beginning of February. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that incorporation of health, diet, uh, wellness, and then even population health as we take a bigger picture, you know? Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's that's what we're hoping happens, right? So it's, it's designed that the top three winning teams, right, win funding. So for the team sign up, it's five people on a team. Every participant donates $10 to the cause, right? And all that money just goes into a big pot. And then it's the top three teams at the end of the challenge, right, that basically get funding to support whatever initiative they initially signed up to support. So with funding that I'm at right now, I mean, even third place is teams that are going to walk away with, you know, six, 700 bucks to do something with, which I mean, if, if I'm a community PT and somebody gives me 500, $600 to do something, I mean, that's pretty significant. Yeah. That's a great place to start a neat little program in your community, you know, and then it also gets the awareness out of what physical therapists do and what physical therapists can, uh, you know, how they can change and affect the community. I think that's really the important part of PT in the community is not only are we helping the community and trying to give back as much as we can, but we're also trying to raise awareness for physical therapy and what we can do and how we can help and be effective. Uh, especially now, it seems like there's a little bit of an ever-changing landscape for physical therapists and what we actually can do. I think we're looking at things like population health, right? We're looking at things like school involved. You know, we're looking at telehealth because of COVID and stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways that physical therapists can, can utilize their skills. And I think it's great to be able to show the community that. Yeah, our, our role as a profession is, is drastically changing. And this is kind of one of the ways to help clinicians keep up with it and, and really test it out, you know, see what your community needs, see how you can engage them 
so that again, after this whole challenge ends, hopefully you're able to set up relationships and, and start your own initiatives that continue, you know, beyond this. Yeah, Patrick, I can't thank you enough for all the work you've done on this uh, from taking it, you know, one weekend out hanging out to uh, now this uh, I- I- initiative that you've really put a lot of work and time into and it's grown over the last couple of years so much I can't wait to see it continue to grow. How can people reach out to you or get in touch with you if they want to get involved or if they want to donate or, you know, just learn more about it? Where can they reach you? Yeah, so more information on the initiative PT in the community, PT in the community.com is our website that has all the information as far as history, but then also, you know, details on the challenge, a link to sign up a team, a link to donate. Me personally, you can find me on Twitter at, at the fuel physio, right? So you'll see me kind of retweeting out various things uh, involved with this, but PT in the community.com give you all the information you need. If you have direct questions for the initiative, um, you can email us. Uh, info at ptinthecommunity.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Patrick. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure to talk to you, bud. Awesome. Thanks, F. Scott. Appreciate it. Access to healthcare is one of the largest issues facing both providers and patients, as millions of people worldwide lack timely and affordable access to healthcare. Anywhere Healthcare, a telehealth platform, is a simple, low-cost option for providers and patients that eliminates the barriers to access to all kinds of healthcare. To find out more, check out anywhere.healthcare, which is available on our show notes. And if you use the code HET in all caps when you email to sign up, you'll save 25% off the total cost. Thank you for attending class today, and we hope that you learned something and gained value from the content. If you'd like to schedule office hours with us, feel free to add us on Twitter at HET Podcast, on Instagram, HET Podcast, on Facebook, the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast, and the homepage, Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast.com. And for those of you following along in the syllabus, extra credit can be obtained by liking us, sharing us, and leaving a review. Let's continue our journey up Mount Educational Success as lifelong learners.